At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the August 17th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready for another specialist episode. We did blocks on Monday with Ryan, and it was a very long podcast. Uh, we kind of didn't think it through. So too many tangents. And it was kind of, I guess, my calling card. You guys know that. We'll kind of hop all over the place. Um, lots of stuff going on, man. Uh, basketball's kind of laying low, but big day of basketball today. Four awesome quarterfinals games, all on NBC Networks. Uh, if you have DirecTV, it's on the basketball channel. It's uh, 205-2. Um, and then you can stream it as well. Uh, and they'll also have it on uh, NBCSN, USA, and I think uh, the Americans play on uh, NBC. Not sure on that at all, though. So, yeah. Uh, and then also fantasy football, right? You guys have been uh, hopefully plugging away on Rotor World for football. They have a killer draft guide. I've, I've been reading up on it. They have so much good content and so many different angles for fantasy football than basketball. And it's, it's amazing how much more matchup-dependent fantasy football is and fantasy basketball which makes sense obviously uh in an 82 game schedule you know a team with a really tough schedule in football is something to take note whereas an easy one is also uh, advantageous too but yeah uh, i'll probably do some uh quite a few leagues and probably tweet out here stuff here and there i do some stuff on the side for football as well uh, but yeah uh, football is in full swing uh, ESPN props to them for doing a 28-hour fantasy football marathon. That's pretty cool. Uh, Adam Schefter and Matthew Berry, ex-Roto-Worlder, uh, out there doing some work. Uh, and then also, I love Hard Knocks. Uh, if you guys uh, have HBO and you're not watching Hard Knocks, uh, you're missing out. Players think, saying they don't believe in dinosaurs. Kenny Britt flipping dune buggies. Um, the NAF calls. <laughs> Uh, non-athletic, you can guess what the last letter is. And they had Murs on there. Uh, if you like hip-hop, you know who Murs is. He's one of my favorites. So let's get into this. Just some kind of broad data here. Uh, I always talk about this, and that's Philly. Always up there in steals. They've been first in two of the last three years. They weren't first last year. Brett Brown loves to be aggressive and really put the pressure on guys. Uh, yes, part of that is personnel. Covington, MCW a little bit earlier was a big steals guy. But still, I mean, just their pace, they're always up there. Uh, a lot of good stats. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about those guys. Uh, another thing, um, Brad Stevens, another guy. Uh, Boston's been top eight in the last two. Uh, Atlanta's another one that's been popular. They've been, besides Philly, they've been the only other team to be top ten in each of the last three seasons. Memphis has been the top six in the last two. Uh, big on Conley and Tony Allen, of course. But we'll see how David Fisdale kind of comes in and mixes things up. Uh, Houston's been top three in the last two years, including number one last year. So we'll get to that. And then Mike D'Antoni taking over. Uh, his teams always do well in steals uh, just because of the tempo. The fast, like I always say this too, the faster the tempo, the more you're going to see guys get steals and blocks and, on the other hand, turnovers. And 
Tempo is so, so good. It's such an important thing for fantasy. Uh, it's why a lot of guys break out. And I'm actually going to write a column on uh, changes in tempo with the with coaches and things like that. That'll be out uh, probably next week. I'm actually going to Vegas this weekend. Pretty excited for the big UFC fight. I'm not a big UFC fight guy, but my friends are, and they're dragging me along. And Who am I to say no, right? <laughs> okay. So, like Ryan and I did, we kind of hit everyone. So, we're not going to go over your studs, just to go over these guys super quickly. Uh, we're not going to go over Curry, CP3, Lowry, Giannis, Westbrook Wall, PG13, Millsap Kawhi, Harden Depot, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, who led post-break, by the way, with 2.4 steals per game. He was just unbelievably good. Kemba, Cousins, Draymond, AD, and CJ. Those guys could all hit 1.5 steals. That's kind of where we're going here. We want to see guys that could hit 1.5 steals, and you could pick them up maybe after top 50 um, just to help you out there. So as I alluded to, Houston, I expect them to be really high on steals. And I'm not sure what's going to happen with Trevor Reza. He always tends to slide. I think that in savvy leagues, he won't be going after 50. And I'm cool with that. I mean, I think Ariza is definitely a rock-solid kind of late fourth-round pick. He's just very much like Robert Covington. But with a little bit, a little bit extra stuff, and not uh, a little bit better um, on your percentages too, uh, and also a little bit less pressure on them with uh, some new players coming in. But we'll get to that in a second. But Ariza, man, always up there in steals, two point one steals after the break, one point nine pre-break. I mean, he's routinely in there for two steals, and yeah, just you have when you draft Ariza, you have to understand he's going to start slow. This has been pretty much two years. Uh, where it's been extremely slow and then extremely awesome uh, once it hits mid-January. Very odd how he did the same pattern. Uh, and then also Pat Beverly, another guy who's usually up there in steals. And I expect him to play a little bit less than he played 29 minutes last year. Probably looking at like 24, 25. I think we're really going to see James Harden run the point. Uh, obviously, he runs the offense. Uh, he's got full of energy up there for minutes every year. Uh, yeah, he's he's going to be a, a fantastic player, and I'm starting I'm starting to think I have him over Westbrook, man. Uh, I, I think Harden's just going to be so so huge. And this is nine cat. Um, I, I think Westbrook's going to destroy people in turnovers. Uh, you know, Harden's going to be pretty bad too, but I expect Harden to have a better field goal percentage and obviously better free throw output too. He's always one of the best guys. Him and KD are up there. So yeah. Um, Moving along here, uh, this is in no particular order. I kind of just went down the line. Uh, Rudy Gay surprised me with his 1.9 steals after the break, but if you've heard previous pods and kind of like bust candidates, uh, I'm scared of Rudy Gay big time this year. Uh, a trade would really hurt. Uh, I'm not a big fan of drafting Kings anymore. Just, uh, they, were, they were first in pace last year, again, uh, which is why we've seen Rudy Gay kind of have a little bit of a spike lately. He didn't do very well in Toronto, actually horribly. And then kind of came around. So yeah, Gaze, Gaze. Uh, if if you want to roll the dice, I could see him putting up 1.5 steals or so. I think that 1.9 is a little bit of a fluke. Uh, he had 1.2 pre-break, which is pretty much about right. Look at his career stats, and uh, 1.0 last season, 1.6 the year before that. Actually, that was with Toronto. So yeah, he's pretty much right around that 1.2 lately. And that's that's kind of where that's kind of what he is. Uh, moving on to, again, Boston, a uh, big reason why they've spiked in the last two years is Marcus Smart and Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley, uh, another guy that was a sneaky breakout. You probably picked him up around 100 or so last year, and he paid off for you besides a couple missed games. 
he had the 1.5 steals. I think that's for real. I don't think anyone's going to challenge him, even with some new players coming in for Boston. Horford maybe pushing guys around. That would mean less Jay Crowder with the four. So, you know, pushes on down the line. The Celtics did run that three-guard lineup with Bradley Smart and Isaiah Thomas quite a bit. So, nah, um, don't worry about Bradley. Solid pick. Uh, Mid-rounds, I'm all about him. And I've always... I am just smitten for Marcus Smart, and that's because of his steals. Uh, because of his steals, because he has assists, one of the tougher categories to pick up. And, yeah, he he takes threes. Uh, he doesn't exactly make them. 20.4% uh, from three last year. And his steals kind of fell off last year, too. Uh, 1.7 pre, 1.2 post. Uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't get 1.5. Uh, kind of a dark horse for steals leader, the... Point guard Tony Allen, if you will, with what should be more threes and the assists. And he's a pretty good rebounder. Four boards a game out of a guard in less than 30 minutes, he will take. So another guy I'd, I'd like, man. Uh, just You had to hope it clicks. Um, we saw some bright spots here and there. Yeah, it's uh, obviously a late-round pick. He's going to fall in nine-cat for sure. Uh, another guy who's kind of got some risk is Drew Holiday. Uh very, he could be very good for steals. 1.7 post break. And man, when Drew is on, he is full on top 10 potential. And his his overall numbers don't look too great because he had the slow start. But you look at his post break numbers 21 points, 3.3 boards, 7.3 assists, 1.7 steals, 44% from the field. That'll work. 1.7 threes, 92% from the line. I mean, his ceiling's beautiful. Just got to worry about those injuries. We'll see what happens with kind of some personnel going out. He'll probably take some more threes. Uh, he'll probably have a good amount of assists with the way he's going to be setting up three-point shooters like Buddy Heald and those guys. Eric Gordon's probably not going, not going to be as dependent on the assists as Buddy Heald will be. Buddy Heald should be just firing away. Uh, one dribble shoot, catch and shoot kind of thing. But yeah, I love and DFS owners, man. When Drew was going, you were just click locking him in there. <laughs> Uh, that's big reason why he inflated his post break. He only played 18 games, but that gives you a nice little sample of of what he can do. Uh, and I'm all about uh, Drew if he slides. If, if you only got one point guard in the first five six rounds and he's sitting there in round seven, it's going to be a tough to pass. I don't think he'll make it to round seven. Uh, Drew is just too good, even with the risk. Uh, hopefully they have figured out how to keep that leg fracture under wraps. And yeah, he he kind of got it going there. So moving along here to, we'll talk some Chicago Bulls. I mentioned Jimmy Butler is not really a guy we're going to talk about here. But we are going to talk about Rajon Rondo. A guy who, if, you, if you've been playing fantasy for a while, Rajon was, was the man for steals. And right at the end of the 2010-ish, he was 2.3, 2.3 back-to-back seasons uh, in 09-10 and 10-11. But a little bit of a downtrend. He had a spike with Sacramento, though, with two. Uh, but he hadn't hit... Uh, 2.0 since that 10-11 season and I think that's a product of the King system like we were saying that up-tempo kind of stuff factored in but hey it's kind of a, a moot point with the way that Fred Hoiberg is going to push that they really want to run the tempo which for Dwayne Wade's another story we know pretty much everyone else on that roster is capable of running up and down so Rondo definitely you know he had one of his best seasons for fantasy because uh, his field goal percentage came up. Uh, he didn't totally torpedo you in uh, free throws because he didn't take that much. Uh, and he also improved from his Dallas 
and last season, last season free throws from Rondo were just a nightmare. Uh, and then yeah, they eleven point seven assists. So yeah, I I feel like Rondo's going to get overdrafted, and I mean he's he's a little getting up there. He's thirty, uh, but he he's not really that kind of player that relies on his athletic ability. Just pretty much figures out the right way to get into the passing lanes, kind of like Connect Four a little bit. You know, you kind of set your guys up and then build build a little backdoor plan and make it happen. Uh, Maybe that's why point guards and connect. If you're a point guard, play some Connect Four. It'll probably teach you some things. I have no, I'm no correlation on that, by the way. But yeah, um, I think he's going to be a, a factor for DFS too. But yeah, uh, not not someone I'm going to target aggressively. Squeeze in Damari Carroll really quick. Very disappointing season. Obviously the the knee injury from him. Uh, terrible field goal percentage as well. Thirty nine percent in his twenty six games. But he had 1.7 steals, and this guy is a very aggressive defender. Gets a lot of on-ball steals. Uh, coming off 1.3 steals with Atlanta, and then 1.5 the year before that. So fully capable of being that 1.5 steals kind of guy. And the threes, he, he should be close to two threes, man. Uh, uh, Damari was uh, one of the, the bigger busts of last season. Uh, kind of hands down. A guy that I liked. I had probably higher than most. But I didn't wind up drafting him because I liked other guys. But yeah, I could definitely. I mean, he's gonna slide. I mean, there's no way people are gonna be aggressive on Damari. And yeah, like if he could probably get him in like round nine, uh, I think maybe maybe later we'll see how uh, some. We're gonna do some mocks, so I'm kind of just going through this in my head, and I'm actually putting together the draft guide ranks too. So I'll have those ready to go in September um, when I get pretty much when I get back from my little weekend trip. I'm gonna be just grinding on ranks. And I'll have some more specific numbers to throw out there. So we'll talk some Pacers with the aptly named uh, team with the pace that they're going to run. Despite Nate McMillan habitually being in the bottom five for tempo back in the day with the Sonics and the Blazers. But, I mean, you look at how this roster is being constructed and how Larry Bird just keeps talking about pace. You know that this that Nate McMillan thing just doesn't hold a lot of weight. Uh, so that's that. As much as I love it, and the strong correlation of that stat, we could pretty much ignore it. And I'll get into that in my column next week, too, uh, about coaches and tempo and all that good stuff and how it could yield extra stats. But anyways, uh, Monta, always up there for steals. No surprise again. He had 1.9 last season. This guy is, is he was one of my boys. But he did let us down a little last year, right? Uh, just because... Uh, everything, uh, a lot of stuff went down. Major dip in points uh, from 18.9 to 13.8. That's okay. You guys know I'll, I'll live with that. His assists went up a little bit. His steals held. But the, the problem was that 2% dip in field goal percentage, that hurts. And then even with the dip in points, his turnovers were the same at 2.5. Can't have that. Uh, so, but yeah, Monta's going to slide again. And yeah, if, he, if he's another guy that people won't be after after a down season, look for that value, pick him up. Uh, I'm cool with that. Thaddeus Young, unbelievable in the second half. Uh, if you had Thad in the second half, you probably did really well. 1.8 steals from him. Uh, he made his, the difference was he made his free throws 74% post break, nine rebounds, 2.4 assists, 0.7 blocks. Guy was just a monster stud before he got shut down. He's going to lose some points coming down from 15 last year, so you're probably looking around 11, but 
the steals will be there. And like, like we've been saying, I, I think he can be that two-steal guy. If he can get there, and I'm not worried about his minutes, but the power forward, I think Miles Turner will play the vast majority of his minutes at center uh, because of this tempo thing. They want Miles Turner to go up and down, whereas Al Jefferson, you kind of see him in a five-minute stint and up-tempo kind of a pace when the Hornets are trailing or something like that. You'll see him kind of slow down a little bit. So, yeah. And you guys know I love Miles Turner. If, if uh, Or if you're new to the podcast, then I love Miles Turner. Uh, I want to draft him on every team. <laughs> so, But, yeah, uh, definitely I'm cool with that. He may get overdrafted, I think, but I think people kind of understand that he's kind of third banana or even fourth banana, even fifth banana uh, with Miles for the offense, which is fine. Uh, so he should probably be, you know, mid fifth, maybe fifty-three percent from the field on uh, nine attempts or so, or something like that. that that's fine. Uh, that'll give you really good output in that category, and just make your free throws, and you got yourself a heck of a player there. All right, so 76ers, again, my favorite team for steals, and justifiably so. We'll start with Nerlens Noel. Ryan and I talked about him for blocks, but again, he, he's just really good for steals. 1.8 steals in back-to-back seasons. Uh, this is not even hitting 30 minutes a game last year, so he, he's going to be good. But as we mentioned in the last pod, does a trade hurt him there? And I think it does. Like we, Like I said, the Sixers have the best system for steals based on what the stats show. So actually, D'Antoni applied. They're probably one one A one B. I think D'Antoni and the Rockets rack them up uh, like a billiards game. But yeah, um, not going to be too aggressive on Noel. Just someone who should help you out. And then I'm going to throw Ben Simmons out there really quick. Uh, I we're going to see him play a good amount of minutes, and he did get 2.0 steals per game last year at LSU. So he, he could be up there, but again, you, you guys know the drill there. We're not expecting him to help out. He's going to pretty much kill you in, I think, three categories, field goal percentage, despite his 56% last year at LSU. Uh, he had 75% of his shots at the rim uh, at LSU, and that's just not going to happen uh, in the NBA uh, for a player with his skill set. Uh, and then bad free throw shooter, and then his turnovers are going to be really high. So uh, DFS, we love them, but... Uh, season-long nine-cat, not quite with it. Covington, another guy, really good for steals, and came on again, another post-break steal three guy, uh, especially threes, 3.3 threes per game. We'll talk about that on uh, Friday with Steve. By the way, that podcast will be coming out a little bit earlier. Uh, I'm leaving early on Friday, so we'll have that pod up pretty much first thing in the morning on Friday night. We're actually going to record it on Thursday. So yeah, uh, but anyways, Covington, uh, always good for steals. He, he's gone on those runs where he just is a steal machine uh, with uh, where he'll have like a 6-7 steal game. But yeah, you, you could bet on him, even with a minute dip, uh, if, if he dips from his 31.2 post break last year to even 26 or so, he should still be in that 1.5 range. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and I've said this before, the Dario Sarge, can he play the three, is one of the biggest storylines for me to watch. I am unbelievably excited to watch Croatia-Serbia today. <laughs> I'm going to be locked in on that one. So moving on here, uh, kind of just, most of these guys probably aren't the strongest for steals, but just kind of like a nice little bonus. Uh, we'll start with Kentavious Caldwell-Pope who had 1.4 steals last year in 37 minutes a game. So that's just pretty much straight minutes. Um, if you're going to play 37 minutes a game, you better get close to one and a half steals as a guard, right? So 
kind of misleading. Uh, KCP, kind of a mini breakout last year, especially earlier in the season before he got hurt. Uh, he was really grooving. So yeah, so, someone to keep an eye on. Talk some Wizards. Uh, Scotty Brooks, uh, his teams aren't too terrific on steals, but Otto Porter, pretty solid for a small forward. You're, you're happy with the 1.4 steals uh, out of that position. I think he's going to play a little bit of four. And uh, Scott, Scott Brooks loves him. He's still 23, had a real slow start to his career. Don't forget, he only played 37 games at nine minutes a game in his rookie season, and then 19.4 last year. So last, or sorry, that last year meaning 14-15. So the 30 minutes a game in 75 games last year, despite he had one crazy dip. And I remember getting tweeted saying, "Hey, Mike, do I cut out a Porter? Chill, chill, chill. He'll be all right." Uh, so definitely cool with Porter uh, as a target man. Uh, I think people will be after him, though. There's a little bit of pressure. Kelly Oubre kind of turning the corner a little bit in Summer League, like what I saw there. But, I mean, there's really nothing to worry about with, with Porter. Yeah, just a, a nice little late mid-round pick. I don't, Again, not a, a big name, not a lot of positives, I guess, besides that Scott Brooks statement for him. So I don't really see his ADP kind of rising very much. Just another guy where you're like, all right, you know, all those high popular players are gone. Just grab Porter, man. Uh, same Bradley Beal is another one. He, you could see what's going to happen with Beal. Someone's going to reach for him. There's going to be someone in your league out of twelve people that's like, all right, dude, Bradley Beal. When he's on, he's so good. He's a possibly a two-three guy, two-point-zero-three guy. I mean, I mean, he's a forty percent three-point shooter on four-point-five attempts in his career. That's just rare air. For a guy who shoots off the dribble and just got John Wall kicking out to him, just got a deal. Uh, Beal isn't striking as a guy who gets his money and runs. Uh, he's very, very competitive. So yeah, I could see Beal picking up 33 minutes a game, getting his 1.4, 1.5 steals, and if he can keep his field goal percentage at 45 or so uh, and up that free throw to maybe 80, you're you're gonna get major money off that pick. But you know, watch watch out for your leg, man. All right, so another guy, I've talked about this guy on pretty much every single podcast, uh, and that's Gary Harris. When we talk guards anyways, I love Gary Harris, and I am not whatsoever worried about Jamal Murray. Post-break, he had 1.4 steals, and kind of, you could see him kind of get, the stats don't really show it, but he only had uh, 0.6 steals in April, but you could see him being a little bit more aggressive, felt like. Earlier, earlier in the season, Malone was kind of telling him to press up and don't be, don't take too many chances and just lock down. Whereas you could see him kind of cheat, and he just had a better understanding of the game. So yeah, I, I see him as jumping up from that 1.3 last season to 1.6, uh, even with the the pressure behind him. I don't see his minutes dropping from 32. If not anything, they'll be going up. Uh, Jamal Murray's got got some work to do, and they've even played Harris on occasion at the three. Uh, he's got, uh, you know, he's only six four, but he's he's got, uh, you know, a little bit of size. He's kind of a, a muscular kind of a guy. So I love him. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, his steals were not very impressive, but I think the Luke Walton factor, I think the increase in minutes, uh, going from one point two steals to one point seven steals, seems like it's doable to me. Uh, and then same thing with threes, one point six threes to two point oh threes, doable. For a guy who has uh, a lot of pressure on him, and uh, he loves it, man. He's got ice in his veins, right? So, gotta get 
D'Angelo is going to be another. He'll be a guy that people reach on and, and justified. Uh, the upside's huge. You love to see the Luke Wall. Like this is pretty much the anti-auto. Like everything just sounds so good for Russell. Great summer league. Great new coach. Old coach that hated him is gone. Just everything just lining up for him. Uh, yeah, Russell's going to cost you. If you want him, you're going to have to reach probably, I want to say, round six. That's a little rich, but uh, maybe even five, man. I, I, or maybe even four. <laughs> I could see a Laker fan taking him in round three even. Uh, but they're all about the, the D-Russ. So I guess the new D-Russ is Chris Dunn. Uh, he'll be a popular pick uh, after his magnificent summer league. Definitely a steals guy. 2.5 steals last year at Providence. 2.7 steals the year before that. Yeah, uh, super, super aggressive. And Thibodeau is going to be all about that. Minutes are going to start low, but I could see him being a, a 1.7 steals guy even in just 24 minutes. I think he's going to really kill there, which is a big reason why I kind of like him late. Um, you can't be too aggressive on Chris Dunn because I feel like Rubio is staying, so... And he's going to hurt you in, I think, field goal percentage. And he's not a great three-point shooter. So you're pretty much counting on those steals. But he can be worth it. Uh, so definitely a guy I could see myself drafting late rounds as long as it's not, you know, as long as, if, if all the guys are gone and I need steals, I could definitely see myself taking Chris Dunn. Uh, and then lastly, uh, let's talk, actually, just Tony Allen I wrote down quickly, but we don't need to talk about him anymore. Uh, but the Nets... Ryan and I love Rondé. Uh, Rondé is, is basically your Michael Kidd Gilchrist, but with stats. Um, he had 1.3 steals in just 21.2 minutes a game, uh, 46% from the field, 71% from the line. That can probably improve to 73. Uh, his, he's going to get minutes, man. He's going to get 30 minutes. He's going to be close to two steals. Dark horse for top five. Super dark horse for... Top man, uh, if there's a, a bet in Vegas and I, I could bet on Rondé winning the Steel's crown, uh, I will make that bet for you know ten bucks or whatever. I plan on making a lot of those bets. And Stephen Curry, by the way, is four to one to win MVP. I'm all over that, um, and I'm all over Ben Simmons taking down Rookie of the Year as well. Those are my two prop bets I'm going to be making when I go down there, uh, along with some over unders. Uh, maybe I'll report back on that when I, when I come back from Vegas on Monday with the Monday pod with Ryan. Back on track here. So, yeah, Rondé, going to get your ply close to a block as well. So, damn. Uh, that's just, just, you love it. Uh, he's not going to do much. He'll, he may score n- eight, nine points a game. Who cares, though? His turnovers are going to be low, and his assists are going to be low. But you give me blocks, steals, rebounds, don't hurt me anywhere. I'll take that. Take that all day. <laughs> and another guy, and another guy I've really pimped uh, as a super sleeper is Chris McCullough, not to be confused with CJ McCullough. Uh, very similar spelling, or very similar sounding, different spelling. But his steals, man, uh, per 38, it was 3.8 steals. So he had 1.2 steals in just 15 minutes a game. Very all over the place. And I saw this in Summer League, which is if you're a coach, you hate that. But if you're a fantasy owner, you love it as, as long as it doesn't cost you minutes. <laughs> so cool stuff there. All right, so that'll do it. Um, we're going to do, again, the three-point podcast on Friday early, maybe even early Thursday, depending on, on how it goes down. But, yeah, 
if you guys, again, if any questions, and I'm also going to, I should mention this, I'm going to do some kind of impromptu mock drafts. So if you if you kind of live on Twitter a little bit, like I do, uh, I'm going to probably tweet out some links to just do some public mocks with people just to get a feel. Uh, I like to see where kind of other people, I'm in my little bubble here uh, amongst, besides the Ryan and Jonas and other guys I talk to that, uh, yeah, I'd love to just draft with some some randos, and, and I love mock, fantasy football mock drafts. I do like two a day. Um, love to get a, a feel, like the D'Angelo's, right? Exactly. You want to see how often dudes jump up to get these guys. That's kind of that kind of goes into the equation where how you want to rank them. Uh, so keep that in mind for football. If you do football, that, that's why uh, I love mock drafts. You get to get a baseline for the demand on certain guys uh, and then also I should uh, shout out Fantasy Football Calculator uh, they have a good little variation of how often got people jump up uh, to get certain guys too so uh, definitely worthwhile to check that out so we will get out of here on that I want to thank you guys a lot for listening and we will see you on Friday and enjoy the games today, go USA by the way take care What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.